Welcome to Diary of a New Grad Speechy, your go-to podcast for uni students or speechies who know a little about a lot, giving you handy tips and tricks to survive in the real world, the stuff that no one prepares you for. Hello everyone and welcome back to Diary of a New Grad Speechy. We are your hosts, early career speech pathologists. My name is Ash and as always I'm joined by Cass. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about what contracting work is, the difference between being an employee and a contractor, and what you need to be aware about. We want to do this so then you can make the best decision for yourself when it comes to accepting job offers. But we just want to say a little disclaimer. Cass and I both have not been contractors before. So the information we share today is based on a few wonderful ladies that we know who have done this work before. Yeah, definitely important to know. And another disclaimer here, Ash, is that the information we're sharing today is purely based on certain experiences and our understanding of contract work and does not take into consideration every job's individual differences. But before we get started, how is your week? Any client wins or flops? I've had a client win. I feel like every week I've had a client win. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, it's been good. Today I shared, and if you're on Instagram, I shared a story about producing the all sound. And I always, 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 always struggle with it. And I just, I don't know what I do, but I just can't, I can't, I don't know if I'm very good at explaining what to do, but I just find that all my clients struggle. Anyway, today I was like, stuff it. I'm just going to do the prompt for it. Like I am prompt trained, but I've just never thought to do it. And my client literally got it straight away. That's amazing. I know. And then he was saying in just like, yeah, initial position within words and he wasn't just doing CV. He was, yeah. And it was like perfect placement. It wasn't even like over, his tongue wasn't sticking out at all. It was perfect. Wow. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, when I was in prompt and we were doing the all prompt, it's so bizarre because you've got to like run your finger from the back of the neck, back of like the bottom jaw to the chin and then push up. And I'm oh. like, how does that prompt for the all? And so you've got to like, yeah, like, like, and then go like this, oh, like run. Like that. It's so weird doing it on yourself. Yeah. For anyone um, <laughs> listening, I'm actually showing that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so... It really worked and I was just so happy. What about you? Any client wins or flops? Um, to be honest, I think I've had a pretty flop of a week, <laughs> to put it in a nice way. I've just had, I don't know, I've been feeling really burnt out to say the least and just kind of feeling as though I need a holiday and I think my clients are feeling it as well. Um, we've been getting a lot of cancellations at work and I just sort of have noticed that drop off a little bit and it's sort of... I don't know, maybe everyone else is feeling this way, but starting to have that sort of big impact on me as a clinician. So yeah, I've just been feeling a little bit down, but I'm hoping over the next couple of weeks that'll pick back up again. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard because if your clients haven't had a break all year, it would just be so tiring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And even for the families as well. So hopefully come Christmas, it sort of gets everyone's energy levels back up again. I know. And do you know what? It's only... It's only like a month and a bit until Christmas holidays. Like so scary. Weeks. I know. I can't wait. I can't wait to have a break. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's a bit like that. So to get into the episode, 
What is a contractor and how is it different to being an employee? So a contractor is basically a person who is working for a company, but is not employed by that said company. So in short, a contractor works for themselves, however, under that said company's name, whereas an employee does not work for themselves, they work for the company. Confusing. Yeah. (laughs) We know. And I don't know, call me stupid or oblivious, but I have no idea between the two until I came out of uni and my friends started working as contractors and then I started looking into it a bit more. Were you the same, Cass? Yeah, literally. And I had no idea the difference until I nearly got a job and signed a contract for a role that was a contractor. And I was like, oh, hang on. Did you? What am I doing? Yeah. So that's um, that's interesting. I know. And I wish I knew like all of this before I um, obviously got into that and applied for that. But anyway, that's okay. Anyway. Well, I guess we can already see that there are going to be positives and negatives to both being an employee and a contractor. We've just defined, thanks to Google Dictionary, what a contractor is. But the most important thing we need to understand first is what is involved with contracting work. Okay, so to get started, the first thing you need to keep in mind is that contracting roles can be very different depending on who you work for. So as we said before, contracting is when you work for a company under your own ABN. So basically you're your own company and you have to apply to be a sole trader, which can affect things like government benefits, like tax and sick leave and annual leave and things like that. So basically this means that if you're a contractor, your employer doesn't pay tax. And I can say that I'm not good with numbers. So I would be shocking. (laughs) My brain, yeah, my brain wouldn't be able to comprehend having to pay my own tax. So another thing to know is that this means that you also don't get holiday or sick pay, which can be also quite sneaky because the employer doesn't have to pay your super either. However, this is depending on where you work and the agreement you have with your employer. So basically this all means that you make a much higher hourly rate compared to being an employee, which can be quite attractive as a new grad when you see a high hourly rate, which keep in mind that you'll need to pay your own tax and take into account things like the leave you take as you're not going to be paid for that time off. So there's so many things to think about compared to being an employee and a contractor, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, there's so many things to think about. And I think it might be tricky when you're looking at job applications because Cass, can you talk a little bit more about your experience with applying for that contracting role? Did you know by reading the job description that it was a contracting position or did you only find out after you had the interviewing um, and I guess was offered a job? Can you talk us through that process a bit? Yeah, that's such a good question and really important to consider. So this particular job that I looked at and ones that I have looked at in the past don't actually specify whether you are required to have your own ABN or whether you're going to be an employee. So it does basically come down to, you know, you've gone through the process of applying and then you've had your interview or sort of intake discussion and that's when it comes up. So I think another really important thing to think about is always call the employer before you apply and ask some of those questions initially so that you don't necessarily waste your time applying. Yeah. Okay. That's really good advice, Cass, and definitely something to consider when you're applying. And I guess what, having a chat doesn't, doesn't hurt because if we think back to that episode that we had with Julia, 
the director from Kidspot and Bondi, she said, it's always nice to call the employer to, you know, get your name out there and to show that you're interested. So I guess it's a win-win situation. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it only really takes five or 10 minutes of your day. So compared to the whole application process. For sure. But if any of you are out there and you do decide on being a contractor, there's a few things that you will need to do first. So the first thing you'll need to do is get an ABN number. And these are free and usually easy to get. Then you'll need to work out what hours you actually want to work. You'll need to come to an agreement with your employer. So our lovely friend who we chatted to about this topic was given total freedom. So when it came to selecting their hours and clients, so it was important that they had to set boundaries for themselves, which... This can be really, really hard to do, especially if this is your first role out of uni and you don't know what to expect or what you need to be doing in terms of how many clients you're seeing and that type of stuff. So that's really one important thing they said to us and something to definitely be aware of. Another thing was that they learned how to advocate for themselves and to say no, not always say yes to everything. Because I guess when you keep saying yes to everything and you're not sure of your boundaries, you know, that's when burnout can happen. Yeah, definitely. And as we know, it can be quite easy sometimes to be coerced into some things and you don't really know how to say no for yourself. So I think that's important to identify first up. Yeah. And do you know what? Sometimes I still even struggle. Struggle. I still struggle. <laughs> Cluster reduction. <laughs> Sometimes I still struggle with saying no. And mm. I could just imagine how more difficult it would be coming into a role like this first year out of uni and you really aren't sure. You know, I think contracting work is definitely for someone a little bit more experienced perhaps or is really good with knowing themselves and boundaries and that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I struggle to say no in my social life. That's why I... <laughs> I'm out every single weekend. <laughs> My bank account says no, but I say yes. <laughs> oh, it's a skill, seriously. Cheers to that, doll. So we already discussed that the pay is higher compared to being an employee, but I guess what does that really look like and how much higher are we talking? So the easiest way to put it is the most common system that we've heard of or experienced is it's usually a 60-40 split. So for example, you would take 60% the cost of the session and the employer would take 40. So obviously that is quite dependent on where you're working, what your agreement is. Um, but if you think of, you know, an hour long session under an NDIS is $193.99 for an hour, 60% of that is quite high. So that can be quite a Oh, um, I'm just going to get my little old friend called Calculator out. Um, $116 an hour. Okay. So that's actually quite a lot of money. That is a lot of money. But don't get caught up in how much money that is because you need to take into consideration you need to pay your leave, you need to pay your sick pay, you need to pay your super, you need to pay that stuff. I know it's so much to consider, Ash. And I guess the biggest difference between being a contractor and being an employee is, as you said, you don't get paid sick and holiday leave. So that's why you have to budget to make sure that you are covered for those quieter periods. So things like school holidays and 
you know, COVID when people are sick and things like that. Yeah, for sure, Cass. But before you get too excited about the 60% profit like we just did, (laughs) there are things you need to consider such as the quiet periods, as you said, and cancellations, which cancellations is a big thing. You wouldn't think about that. When I have a cancellation now, I'm like, sweet, I have an hour to do a report or I have an hour to make a resource, have an hour to go get a coffee. (laughs) This is the best ever. But if you're a contractor, you're like, oh, no, I'm missing out on $116. So a little bit more stressful. Definitely. Yep. And sometimes some companies don't even charge cancellation fees depending on what your policy is. So you're basically losing out. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, not having a cancellation fee then adds to the stress levels. But when you are negotiating with your employee, I guess these are very, very important things to negotiate. So then when you are in the job... And you're not going to be surprised that, oh, wait, we actually don't charge cancellation fees. You're already going to be aware of that or be allowed to charge cancellation fee. Yeah, very important to consider. So I guess in saying that, there are definitely some pros to being a contractor per se. So some of the pros are the fact that you can say no if you don't want to see a particular family or travel a certain distance to see a client which you may not have that flexibility if you were an employee. I also think it's pretty cool that you get to organize your schedule and days off as you please. So you do have a lot of flexibility and freedom. So, you know, if you want to go on holiday, you can schedule this directly with your clients as opposed to something that, you know, you need to put through a system and have approved and things like that. Yeah, I guess that's really great with the flexibility. And, you know, sometimes when you want to go on holidays, you're like, oh, no, am I going to get this approved? I guess if you're a contractor, you don't have to worry about that. Kind of your own boss, aren't you? So to summarise all that about the finance side of being a contractor, the biggest tip that our lovely friends gave us was to get on top of your finances as soon as you can. So they used the ATO's apps to help them figure out how much tax to put away each week. So that means that when tax time came around, they didn't get a bill. They also used apps to log all of their kilometers and purchases and that type of stuff. So again, come around tax time, they weren't super stressed. And they said it's an absolute must. Otherwise, you'll get the biggest shock of your life. Mm. (laughs) Which, just knowing me and how I see money, I would see my gross payment and just be like, yes, please. I'm earning so much money. I wouldn't even take into consideration doing all that stuff. Yeah, that's extremely true, Ash. And I guess our entire job isn't just about finances. So something else that we need to also consider is how does it work with resources? So does being a contractor mean that you get access to all resources or do you have to buy your own? How does it work? Well, again... This is all depending on the employer and what the agreement is. But from our lovely friends who were contractors, they were provided with lots of different speech pathology assessments. However, they had to purchase their own test forms and also have their own resources. That can be quite expensive. It can be quite expensive. I'm just thinking about, you know, all the resources that I use and it would be hundreds of dollars. Literally, let alone the test forms as well. I think they're like $15 a form or something. You know, it might be hard if you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of money to buy resources, you know, you're really going to have to work with what you have. So lots of things to keep in mind there. Let's have a chat about supervision and how does that look as an employee versus a contractor? 
Well, let's talk about supervision now. So does it look the same as being an employee? Great question. I think that's something to really consider, especially as a new grad. So people that we know who are contractors are provided with supervision, which is both peer and senior. However, that's something that you would definitely need to negotiate before signing a contract as everyone does things differently and every business is so different. What about PD budgets? Because we know PD is such a major part of our professional learning. Is it different being a contractor to an employee? With the contacts and networks that we know, they were provided with a PD budget. However, again, something that you do need to negotiate because you might end up having to fund all of your own PD. Somebody personally that I know who's a contractor has to fund their own PD. However, they do get really good benefits like supervision, which is covered by the company. So from my understanding, it's quite a little bit of like give and take. Um, You can't really go in expecting a lot of everything, if that makes sense. Um, So yeah, definitely questions to ask and um, definitely negotiate as well. Yeah, these are all really great points that we've just spoken about. And again, as we've said lots of times before, it all just depends on where you're working and what you have negotiated. So Cassie and I have, in our experiences, been employees, but we've also been offered commission and bonus rates. So we just wanted to talk a little bit more about that and what that looks like. So to clarify, we have been full-time employees, but then as our time went on, we were offered commission. So that means we drop our hourly rate and we still get paid by the employer, but you get a percentage of the therapy cost. So again, it was kind of like a contractor, but it wasn't, but we still got paid holiday pay and sick pay and annual leave, oh, annual leave is holiday pay (laughs) and super However, it was stressful for us as well because if we had cancellations, then if a cancellation wasn't paid, then we didn't get paid and our pay each fortnight would fluctuate quite big sometimes, wouldn't it, Cass? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just off that as well, we were able to get a certain amount of money per report and letter that we wrote as well. So as you said, some weeks it would be totally different to others, which can be quite stressful. And I think that's something that you might need to clarify with the company how, you know, the pay rates would look. And sometimes that can be really stressful as you need to make sure that you're reaching your KPIs as an employee or a contractor. And sometimes that can take away the ethics about our jobs. So, you know, for example, you can kind of have a financial gain from seeing clients, which can impact the work you do. Yeah. So this is important to keep in mind, especially as a new grad, as you are stressed and you don't want to be stressed about making more money and then also have the pressure of seeing clients. So I know I fell into that rut personally. I thought, yes, just give me all the clients because I want to make all the money. But then, no, it's not sustainable either. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely have to know your boundaries and have a good balance. Yeah, for sure. And really, really important topics to cover as I know this is something that new grads can struggle with, especially if you don't know anybody else who you can ask these questions to. So I guess to summarize, there are definitely pros and cons to each role, whether it be a contractor or employee of a business. So we think it's really important to look out for these when applying for jobs and make sure you know exactly what you're getting into in terms of pay rates and inclusions of the role. And also to keep in mind what works for one person won't necessarily work for another. Yeah, I can definitely say, Ash, I had no idea what a contractor was when I finished uni. 
And there are still a lot of gray areas when it comes to this role. So I think it's really important that we definitely get that knowledge and education out there so that you guys feel prepared when applying for jobs. Uh, We hope that gives you all a few tips for what to look out for and definitely questions to ask when applying for jobs. We know it's job season, so lots of things to think about. If being a contractor is something you're definitely thinking about, then we hope that this has given you some knowledge and definitely things that you can start negotiating and, you know, I guess know what you can negotiate as well. So good luck to all of you out there applying for jobs during this stressful time. We just want to say hang in there and it will all work out how it's meant to. Yeah, good luck, guys. I know it's an easy position to be in, but... It will all be worth it in the end, we promise. So stay tuned for next week's episode where we chat to two amazing speeches who have experience working in rural and remote settings. We cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. These girls are amazing. Thanks for listening to Diary of a New Grad Speechy with your hosts, Cass and Ash. If you like what we have to say, please give us a follow on Instagram at Diary of a New Grad Speechy. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review below. Thanks so much and see you all next week. Bye.